Nobody does it better. I am that I am, Adama Saint Germain, and nobody does it better. <laughs> Welcome, Shambra. I am back from another highly successful school, the School of Ascension, where I'm showing humans how to make the most out of their last lifetime on Earth. Tobias is off to the lands of Romania, getting ready for, for the Romanian shouds that will take place there. Katumi, <sighs> so busy with so many of you who are writing books with him. He's spending his time assisting with this process, getting ready for a whole new venture in publishing, Chambra and Katumi books. So I've been asked to come here today and to talk about a very simple but a very important topic. Before we get started, I'm going to um, I'm curious as to why David didn't mention the significance of the event about to take place tomorrow at 2.34 on 5.6.7. All the numbers line up and um, we have heard him talk about numbers before and the alignment and the significance of this alignment of the calendar tomorrow. Of course, there is no significance at all. It just happens to be aligning altogether. And here you thought there was going to be some deep, hidden meaning. Actually, there is a, a sliver of truth in this. Anytime when you get the, the obvious alignment of things, it helps to show you that everything in the universe is in its perfect order. It helps to, you can actually tap into that energy of the alignment of these days and months and hours, something that doesn't take place very often, but is taking place tomorrow, because it helps you to recognize and to understand that there is order in everything. It is something I talked to the group of Chambra about one week ago in Kelowna, talking in this Ascension School about the fact that the Omniverse is in perfect order. Everything is in order. It may appear to be chaos at times, particularly from your perspective here on planet Earth, locked into this human body and trapped so many times by the human brain, but everything is in perfect order. Can you imagine knowing that it is in its own order, it is the way it should be, that you can just let go? The Omniverse isn't going to collapse because you let go. It's not going to collapse because you take your finger out of the hole in the wall, because you're not trying to keep everything together. I, I think sometimes you get so serious about your relevance in the universe. You get so serious about how you're holding it all together, and you tend to overlook just holding together your own life. That's all you are responsible for. It's the only order that you're ultimately responsible for, your own. There's all these debates back and forth about, about the omniverse, the universe, and uh, its, its uh, seeming chaos and all the disorder. 
Everybody worries about where is it going. Well, it has been going just fine since the beginning. It has been going the way it's supposed to be going. It is perfect in every way. Stand back for a moment. Go behind the short wall, but go a long way behind the short wall, and you'll understand that it is in perfect order, absolute perfect order. Humans are doing what they're choosing to do. They're doing what they're choosing to create. Sometimes, perhaps, it may not be the smartest thing. Perhaps sometimes they're choosing the hard way over the easy way. Or they're choosing struggle and suffering over joy and fulfillment, but it's still in its order. It's the way they want to experience things. Earth, this whole thing called planet Earth, is going its perfect way. Sometimes there's these concerns. Oh, we, you tie up your energy and concerns for things you don't need to be concerned about. Some of you get up in the morning, you've got that knot in your stomach, worrying about the survival of Earth itself, worrying about whether the globe has, uh, the planet has warmed up one one hundredth of one degree over one hundred years. When it has, and even gone more than that, but you worry, will there be an Earth here in twenty or thirty years? You worry about, will, will the wars overtake the land? Will there be enough food? Step back for a moment. It is in perfect order. It is. There are those who are choosing to experience what it is like living in a warmed-up Earth. Earth, by the way, has the innate ability to clear herself. Earth knows how to take care of herself, even if foolish humans would tend to pollute it, would tend to abuse it. Oh. Earth is far wiser than that. She knows how to heal, and heal quickly, sometimes at the expense of those foolish humans. But she knows how to take care of herself. Now, those of you who worry about, about the government and about the laws, you worry about the crime and the violence and the wars. But you know, actually, that worrying is just a, is a very inefficient way of, of using your own energy. Worrying really doesn't get you anywhere except spinning and spinning in your own washing machine that really never gets you clean. Worrying ties up so much of your energy, so stand back for a minute and understand that it is in perfect order, absolute perfect order. Let go of the responsibilities of having to worry about humanity and Earth and all of these other things. But there are plenty who will do it for you if you're not choosing to do it. Take the time with yourself. As we have told you from the very beginning, you're not the energy holders anymore. You're the energy movers. There are those who are more than willing to take your place in the worrying or the energy holding or all of these other things that have tied up your energy. Bring it inside. Bring it inside to clear yourself, to expand yourself, to get in touch with yourself. Because when you do that example of you as the integrated human, of tied into you, 
is going to do more for this planet than going and marching in demonstrations and writing letters to the editor and sending $10 to this cause or that cause. Not that there's anything wrong with those, but it's time for humanity to have the standards, the examples. In my opinion, in my humble opinion, I have to say that uh, right... <laughs> I'm filling in today, I'm your substitute teacher, so <laughs> I'm winging this. <laughs> In my humble opinion right now, the world lacks leaders. There are very few dynamic, charismatic, and real political leaders in the world. Very, very few right now. Those who had good intentions to get into the system became part of the system. Those who had good intentions for change were changed. The world has, in my humble opinion. Very, very few spiritual leaders, the ones who get up on the pulpit, the ones who get on the television, the ones who hide behind the walls of the Vatican. Vatican. <laughs> Dear friends, they are just perpetuating some of the very old ways. They're not the true leaders, they're the has-beens. They're the worn-outs. They're the old energy in my humble opinion. <laughs> the, <laughs> the world, humanity right now, is actually looking for a whole new breed of leaders. Leaders who don't have to worry about power struggles because they understand power is an illusion. Leaders that aren't looking to fulfill their own ego by, by being in front of hundreds or thousands or millions of people. Leaders that don't feed off of those they're leading. Leaders that can be on the exact same level as everyone else. They don't have to put themselves up on a pedestal. They can be on the same level, but when they're on that same level, shining the light that only a standard can shine, that light of self-realization, enlightenment, fulfillment, that light of the inner peace, lack of conflict and battle, the integration of masculine and feminine, and light and dark. These are the new breed of leaders that the world is looking for, not the ones that have to be out in front of thousands or millions, not the ones that have to be um, put on some sort of uh, pedestal only to be taken down later, but the real new energy leaders. That is why we are always talking to you, Shambra, always encouraging you to, to be all that you are, to be the standard, to make this lifetime fulfilling. At our show today, we have an esteemed list group of guests. We have 12, <clears throat> the energy of 12 scientists who are still living on Earth right now. They're working on what you would call a type of uh, quantum energy physics. They're working on some of the most interesting and perplexing and revolutionary ideas. They do not know each other up until we brought them in as 
as our guests, even though they are humans, part of their energy, their expanded energy, can be present in this shroud right now. And all of them are also accompanied here today by Nikola Tesla, who comes back again. As told in a shroud, Several months ago, Tesla's energy is very, very present back here on Earth right now, helping to work with the scientists, the physicists, the doctors of medicine, and even the doctors of psychology right now, to help some develop and bring to Earth some of the most important and revolutionary energies that Earth has seen in a long time. If you go ahead in time, 20, 30, 40 years from now, this era right now on Earth, this time will become known as the new Renaissance. Not just the Renaissance of the social structure or the artistic structure, but the Renaissance of science and the Renaissance of physics. And tied right into that is going to be the Renaissance of a new spirituality. Because as you know, they're all connected together. Spirituality or the understanding of one's own self and spirit, science, physics, even math, they're all associated with each other. So we bring in this group today, Tesla, this group of these 12 scientists, by the way, six who are in male form, six are who are in female, from different parts of the world. It's an incredible collection of some of the greatest talent on earth right now. They come into this gathering of Shambra because they're stuck, because they're looking for answers, because they have tried to go and expand their energy as far as they mentally know how as they're trying to solve some of the greatest issues of our time, issues of energy, issues of um, how energy works, what it truly is, issues that go far beyond <clears throat> the one of the latest and greatest of the scientists, Einstein, issues that go into a whole new level of understanding. But they found themselves, they got to a certain point in their, in their research and in their ponderings, and they hit the wall. Intuitively, they could feel that they were onto something. They know something is out there. But mentally, they got blocked because the mind couldn't figure out the rest of the formula. So they were desperate. Desperate people do desperate things. <laughs> they call out to the unknown. Even these scientists who don't necessarily even believe in God, some of them, call out to the unknown because intuitively they know something else is out there. Perhaps they think it's a mental or mind energy, the great universal mind, as a few of them have mistakenly called it. They've called out to the answers, and that's where you come in. That's where they come in today. That's where the shout from last month comes in. 
this whole concept of sans definition, without definition, something beyond. So we gathered up, oh, some of their, what you would call their um, expanded energy. You see, every time, every time a being allows themselves to imagine or wander into the other realms, you've all done it, you've, you've had a large question or problem or issue, you couldn't figure out the answer, so you did something, you went out for a drive, or you laid awake in bed late at night, and you basically put your energy out. You, you didn't know where, you didn't understand why, but you let it do this thing that we call wandering. And literally, a part of you then wanders. Part of you goes out into the near realms. Part of you goes even into what you call the crystalline realms. And that is exactly what we collected from these 12 brilliant scientists and Tesla. Now, Tesla is aware of what's going on. He understands the dynamics of the human life, the afterlife, the new energy, and what you would call spirituality. So he is present here with all of us today, helping to keep the uh, wandering energy of these 12 scientists somewhat focused here. You see, they're, they're all in a dream state right now. They're either sound asleep, few of them are taking a nap somewhere, one of them actually just fell asleep in their laboratory. But their wander, their wandering consciousness is here today to listen in, to feel your energy, and to help to understand how not only to go beyond, to truly allow yourself to wander, to expand, but the key, how to bring it back, you see how to bring that energy back. <clears throat> Most of you have had the experience. You, you let yourself open and wander and go out to the other realms. But as you start to refocus your whole consciousness here on Earth, you lose it. You forget it. The mind takes over cannot comprehend what has been brought back from the other realms. So you lose it. Well, that causes even more frustration and aggravation because you know at some level, the knowingness level, you know that that energy is there. You know that the answer is there. But yet you can't figure out how to get it back in. This is exactly where our group of esteemed scientists are today, trying to, trying to feel, to know the answers, then trying to get it back in. Let's take a quick look at, at the quantum leap. Let's take a quick look at what is going on around the globe right now as we approach this date of September 18th. Now, as all of you know here, we are sharing with our scientists right now, some of them are quickly writing down, September 18th, what's going to happen then? <laughs> well, nothing and everything. That is how 
New energy works. Nothing and everything at the same time. If you could measure human consciousness, and you could measure it over the millions and millions of years that angels have been embodied on earth, you would see that there is a type of, um, oh, we hate to use such 3D terms, but it's a type of chart. We're going to say uh, it's a chart, but it also spirals. So it has a circular or a spiral motion to it. It has a type of speed associated with it. And you could almost see at, uh, at one end of the graph, which you would call your left-hand side of the graph, that it is a very small, tight spiral. That's because in the beginning, the consciousness of humans was very small. Now you have to understand this graph is actually many, it is multidimensional, but for the sake of understanding here, we're going to explain it as a three-dimensional graph. But understand, right behind the three-dimensional version of the graph, there is a very large um, <clears throat> counterpart. It is what we would call the soul or the spiritual consciousness of the angelic part of yourself that is not embodied or conscious on this realm. That is always a layer right behind the graph showing the 3D interpretation of human consciousness. So here we have in the beginning of embodiment, BE, that we have this um, very tight, small spiral that represents consciousness, human consciousness. Now, as time goes on over a few million of years, the spiral starts to expand, but at a very slow and a very calculated rate. We hit this time of what we call Atlantis, and it takes a leap towards about the middle times of Atlantis. You see that it doesn't follow the same linear path that it was on before. The speed of the spiral is faster. The spiral suddenly seems to grow bigger. It takes a jump. And this is the Atlantean time. At the end of the Atlantean time, looking at this uh, graph of human consciousness, you would suddenly see that spiral now seem to reduce in size, but not in speed. The spiral reduces in size, but not in speed. This represents the end days of Atlantis, where consciousness seemed to fold back on itself, but yet it really didn't. The speed was still there. The rate of acceleration had created an established pattern that allows it to keep flowing so it doesn't crash. Then about, we're going to call it about 10,000 years ago, 10,000 years ago, this spiral was growing at a very predictable path. Its speed was increasing at a predictable rate. And all of a sudden, it seemed to take another leap. Not a large one. Not what we'd call a quantum leap. But it took a directional change. And here, once again, the spiral opened up back to at least the level that it was in the Atlantean times. But its speed was going at a faster rate now than had ever been experienced in Atlantis. This is human consciousness. 
Over the period of particularly the last, um, from about 10,000 years ago to about 8,000 years ago, the spiral of human consciousness kept on expanding and kept on speeding up at a fairly consistent rate. But then again, 2,000 years ago, it took another change. The speed became even faster, so much that uh, from your human perspective you could say you almost couldn't even see the speed of the spiral. It was going so fast. And now it was opening up this spiral, but the distance between the circles of the spiral were no longer consistent. You see, the spiral in the past always had a very um, uh, patterned or very predictable spacing between each cycle of the spiral. This is like a big spiraling wheel that's turning. 2,000 years ago, the spacing between the the individual circles within the spiral changed the spacing so that the more the further out levels of the spiral had much more distance than the spacing of the inner circles of the spiral 2,000 years ago. And once again, the speed picked up. Boring you, aren't I? <laughs> At least Caldra. <laughs> now, here we are in very recent years, in the past, oh, let's call it seven years of time. Again, the speed is going faster and faster and faster. The spirals are growing bigger and bigger. This is human consciousness. Taken into its measurement are things like human activity, uh, brain power, uh, what you would call the spiritual consciousness or recognition, one's relationship with themselves and one's relationship with others in their outer world. These are all part of the uh, quotient of human consciousness. And here we are now, less than five months away from the next big shift. But this spiral called human consciousness doesn't just expand further, doesn't just have uh, a more difference between the points within the spiral, doesn't just get faster, it changes its entire nature, where speed is not a factor anymore. You see, speed tends to be linear, tends to be three-dimensional. Speed will no longer be a factor in the new energy. I'm not just talking about the speed of your car or how fast you can work on a given day. We're talking about the ability to expand, not just in this fairly predictable spiral fashion, which is occurring in your third-dimensional reality, but now basically you can say an explosion, an explosion. September 18th, 2007, we're measuring this and watching it very carefully. On this date, speed no longer matters and spiral no longer matters. They're off the chart. It's going to, in a sense, if you were observing this chart and um, the way that we have just talked about, it's going to appear 
that everything disappears, that the spiral exists no longer, that everything stops. And that's, by the way, what happened when the Mayans so, so long ago looked at the progression of human consciousness. They saw that it disappeared. Their prediction, of course, was the year 2012. They were close, but not precise. Things have happened. This was not destiny. This is simply pattern, and patterns are subject to some change. September 18, 2007, it goes off the chart. Now, the spiral, in a sense, is still there, but it has transformed itself into an energy that you cannot possibly draw in any type of uh, recognizable symbol. The energy of the old consciousness was spiral, the new consciousness is expansional. How can you draw expansional? Because it not only expands outwards, it not only expands inwards, it expands in every different direction, going into and coming back from every different dimension. So literally, literally, creator thoughts, creator ideas can be shot out of this dimension into another type of dimension, into the non-defined, going out of obvious recognition and then finding their way back. Expansional energy, by the way, always finds its way back to you, to zero point, to the now. Expansional energy originates in the now. New energy originates in the now, is shot out, blasted, exploded into the undefinable, into all sorts of other dimensions, sub-zero dimensions, negative dimensions that do exist, by the way. Not just positive dimensions, it's not just positive numbers, there's negative numbers. Not only positive and negative dimensions, but there are absolutely no words for it. There are there are what we're going to call unpredictable dimensions. Anything that any desire, any what you would call creative thought can be shot out of the now into these other dimensions to the point that it appears that none of these exist anymore. You've lost your idea. You've lost your thought. And as a human, you may get frustrated, but what's happening is they're out. They are wandering, but not only wandering, they are zooming off to collect the energies, to collect the information, to collect the support, to come right back into the now moment for you. It's kind of a boomerang effect. You throw it out there it will come back. And when it comes back, it will look and feel different. It will tie into the energy of your nost, your solution. And then the trick is making sure that you comprehend it. It's, it's come back. All of the energies, the answers have come back to the now. But now you've got to recognize it. You've got to activate it. We'll get into that in just a moment. So these scientists are with us today as, as the work that Tesla is doing with them, as the work that you are doing with them, is helping them to 
to realize some of these answers that are out there and to bring them back to earth. Answers that can be specifically applied to energy resources of the world. Non-oil, always renewable energy resources for this for this earth that will come into reality within the next 10 years of time. Come into reality very quickly at a shocking and alarming rate that could stress out some of the old financial and distribution systems that exist here on earth. Get ready for it, Chambra. You've asked for it. It has to come in right now. It has to come in. Even uh, even energy is uh, uh, the fuel energy that you use. It's coming to, to an end. There has to be a new way. It's going to be something totally different, not, not wind, not solar, something totally different. So simple that humans will wonder how they overlooked it for thousands and thousands of years. But consciousness wasn't right. It wasn't ready. These scientists, these researchers are looking at new ways to help facilitate the rejuvenation of the body. Not necessarily even what you would call medicines, but a type of interesting therapy for the body. But they're running into problems. It's not predictable. They can't understand why it works sometimes and why it doesn't work other times. And the scientific and legal community are tied into predictable, definable results. If you do something once, it has to be replicated again and again and again and again. But new energy medicine, I'm not talking about hocus-pocus with the hands, we're talking about new energy medicine, is different. Why is it different? It's new energy! Thank you. It's new energy and... <laughs> it's new energy and... It also has to do with the desire or the, what you would call the intent of the patient, of the one who's sick. It has to do with their ability to participate with the whole program. Some of these uh, things are being tested right now, particularly with cancer patients, but the results are so unpredictable because they haven't figured out yet the one basic simple element that has to be there with any rejuvenation process the desire and the responsibility of the patient. When the patient doesn't take responsibility for their own self and their own body, it is very hard for this type of new medicine to work at all. So they're going to come up with this, duh, realization <laughs> that it is important to have the, the energy of the patient. And some of you are actually going to be working in this area. Not necessarily the medical part, but the simple work of helping a client to understand that they can affect change and rejuvenation within themselves. Tobias is going to do um, a workshop um, <laughs> as soon as time permits, of course, that has to do with helping humans to help other humans to rejuvenate through some of these very methods, how to how to be at their bedside with them, how to help 
them to take responsibility. So what these scientists are, are working on also has to do with the production of, of food, of food. Right now, actually, the production of everything from meat to grains to fruits is relatively crude. There's not the um, true intuitive understanding of the dynamics between Earth, the Sun, the Moon, and how plants grow. There is some basic understanding of the soil, but only in a very um, limited, only in an old energy way. There's a basic understanding that if you plant something in the ground, you water it, get a little bit of sun, that it may or may not grow. But there's going to be a whole new understanding of the interrelationship between all of these things, the interrelationship between energy and the plant, the food, to the point where in the next 15, in the next 20 years, Every family who has a small garden could grow enough food for themselves and all of their neighbors around. Food that contains nutrients and vitamins and pure energy, enough to sustain the physical body where you don't have to eat these large quantities. I see how some, some particularly in this continent, load their plates full trying to get to how much nutrition can you get on your plate, and a lot of it's not nutrition. Because so many of the foods right now carry so little life force energy, even foods that are freshly picked out of the gardens right now have a factor of about two in terms of nutrition and life force energy, when they could easily have a factor of 30 or 40. The food that you eat has so little effect on, on truly on the body that you have to eat five or six times a day. Your body and the food that's taken in don't understand this whole thing. The food has been taught to believe that it has to be, it has to have a certain type of uh, basis for storage and utilization. The food actually could be a lot more intelligent. That is what we are going for. That is what one of the scientists here in particular is working on. Intelligent food that carries a high level of what you would call life force energy in an intelligence of how to nurture and distribute itself throughout your entire body and how to store the appropriate amounts of nutrition to last days and even weeks without having to eat again and without having to store it as fat. That is, that is coming, Shambhar. That is, that is right around the corner. There are many, many other developments that are taking place with, with this group of scientists that are here today. Developments that you're going to see come out after September 18th, not necessarily September 19th. But over the next few years of time, rapid technological developments and advancements, rapid change in medicine, rapid change in energy, rapid change in spirituality. Yes, they're all tied in together, all linked to each other. These are going to start coming out after September 18th. They're in the potential
They're in the incubator stage right now. There's a group of scientists, again, stuck. Stuck because of the mind. Stuck because they don't understand this whole thing of being able to go into the undefined and bring it back here. Chumbra, you're helping to facilitate this process. Not just, not just because you're letting them in the room today, letting them feel your energy, letting them take this trip with us that we're going through right now, letting them understand this thing called quantum consciousness. Not just because of that, but as they, as they do their work, as they come out with their new developments, they're going to need somebody to take it and run with it then. Who's going to teach humans how to let their body heal using these new technologies? Who's going to help structure and define in a very new energy way some of the new applications of new energy? This non-fuel-based source. Who's going to help, particularly, counsel humans in the new spirituality? Where it's not about religion, and it's not about techniques. It's not about doing some, some, some old type of ceremonies. Not about just a different set of rules, but a true new spirituality that allows a person to integrate the essence of their humanity with the absolute pure essence of their divinity without blowing their mind apart. <laughs> In Chumber, you know from what you've gone through here over these years, this is the challenge. This is the battlefield. This is the battlefield. You have the human on one side with all of its wonderful attributes and its limitations, but its beauty the human condition. It's beauty. It's beauty to be able to feel things in a way no angel could feel them. The ability to, to experience things in a very real and physical way, a way that no angel could even feel them. An experience that is so deep, so real, so solid, but there's beauty in it, sheer beauty. But when you try to mix in this thing called the divine, the essence of you, the truth, your truth, your purity, and your absolute trust, when you try to put these two together, it creates a conflict, a collision. And the collision takes place in the mind. In the mind, this is this is the battlefield. Ultimately, it can affect the body, but it takes place in the mind. The uncertainty, the fear, the control, the darkness, and the loneliness, the lack of understanding of how it works, the terror in your mind, the mind's feeling that it's putting itself into some sort of depths of hell, into a nightmare because of this battle that's going on. Who's going to teach those humans how to use some of the new spiritual, we're going to say, technology? 
Who's going to teach those humans how to inspire their consciousness so that it doesn't overload their brains, so they don't have to end up going to some old energy psychologist and taking very, very, um, what could you say, ineffective medications that also destroys the inner will, the divine will of the human and its divinity. Who's going to teach those humans, Shambra? And that's, that's why we're coming to you. That's why we're stating that change is here. It's now. What we have right now on Earth, why you have been feeling so many things and experiencing so many things is energy is in motion. Energy in motion right now. Not the old motion, not just speed and expansion, but motion into the beyond, motion into areas that humans have never gone before while in their human state. Energy is in motion all over the world, and sometimes you think the world is going crazy. And if the world's not going crazy, at least you are. Understand it's just energy in motion. It's affecting everything, even people who don't understand any of these concepts. It's affecting them. It's hardest for them, in a sense, because they don't have a clue as to what's happening. They don't know why everything seems turbulent, why everything seems so multi-layered right now. Humans are very used to looking at one specific dimensional layer of energy. They get very comfortable. They get fat and happy with it. Of course, they complain and scream the whole time and want to get out, but when energy is in motion like it is now and like it has never been before, they get very uncomfortable. What happens as the result of that? When a human doesn't understand energy in motion in a multi-dimensional sense, they start going crazy. School shootings, hijackings, terrorist activities, suicides, depression, all of these other things, rage, violence, and worst probably of any of these things, a very twisted and distorted understanding of their sexual energy. Because when energy is in motion, the mind is the battlefield, guess what comes in? The sexual energy virus. It twists, and it turns, and it feeds. That is what is happening right now in the world. Energy is in motion. It's happening on every different level. It's happening even on what you would call the religious levels. Now, we talk about religion a lot because religion tries to own consciousness. Religion. I'm not speaking of any one religion here, but we are talking about religion in general. Religions are purely man-made. They have nothing to do with God. They do not understand God. Their God is a man. Their God has human attributes. You are better off being an atheist rather than being religious right now. Because they do not understand the true definition of God. They have never gone into Son's definition 
They're trying to define God. They've been trying for thousands and thousands of years in their image, in their limitations, and in their mind. So you have right now religions which control some 70 to 80 percent of humans and nearly all of human consciousness on earth right now. These religions have the main ones have been waiting for the Messiah, the return. They've been waiting for Jesus. They've been returning for for the one who is going to save them. And they've been waiting and waiting and waiting generation after generation after generation. Now you'd think somebody in one of those generations would wise up and say, but it didn't happen to you, Dad. Messiah didn't come to you, Grandpa. Messiah didn't come to great-great-great-great-Grandpa. Maybe, just maybe, the Messiah ain't coming. <laughs> Ever. Baby, the Messiah got real smart, walked off this planet, got to the Bridge of Flowers, and said, Goodbye, family. Maybe the Messiah, after completing his or her last lifetime on earth, said, Now it's up to you. Don't call me back. I'm going to my third circle. Bye. You have. <laughs> I have to say, I'm still a bit high off of our um, off of our ascension um, school, where I got some attention doing some rather unusual things. If you think Tobias is the bad boy of the new age. <laughs> <laughs> so, Shambra, <laughs> as I said, I'm just the substitute teacher today. So, here you have religions holding the consciousness, waiting for the Messiah. Messiah is not coming. It was an old and cheap promise that the church has put out to keep waiting, to keep people in control. The Messiah is not coming back. If you wanted to look at it, perhaps, in its most optimistic way, you'd say that you are your Messiah. You are your own Christ seed. You are the new energy. If you wanted to look at it, perhaps, in its most optimistic light, you could say that the Messiah was not a person. The Messiah was an event. And the Messiah is the quantum leap in consciousness. For humanity, that is the Messiah. But don't wait for some bearded one to come wandering in on a jackass to save the world. <laughs> We're having to keep pushing Calder into those outer realms without definition. <laughs> so, what is happening right now is consciousness has been in a very long type of um, slumber. Yes, it has been moving and expanding, but it has also been 
it has been slumbering, it has been sleeping, and it's coming out of that right now. So all over the world you have energy in motion, energy in change and transition. That is why you have been feeling many of the things you have. Everything can be interpreted as anxiety or tension. You could be interpreting it as everything speeding up so fast, you're having a hard time keeping up with it. Many of you have been having that feeling lately like, it's right here, it's here, but I'm not sure what it is, I'm not sure how to tap into it. I know it's here. Many of you have been having the feelings that you're so ready to give away the old, to let go of the old, and you're not sure how. Some of you are feeling that even when you let go of the old, it sticks, doesn't, doesn't want to leave. And that's true. That's true, because in a sense it's, it's invested. Your, your old energy, your old self is invested in itself. It, it, doesn't, it doesn't want to go away. It wants to stick around. Even though we have this tremendous thing called the new energy coming here, many different levels of energy, energy at every level in its motion. Not just on Earth, by the way. Energy is in motion right now, even in the celestial realms, in the, in the near realm. Some of you go out there, particularly during your dream walks, you know something's different out there. Energy is in motion. You like to go out to the near realm, some of you, in your own little space, some of you have built little Tobias look-alike cottages. <laughs> Some of you have beautiful meadows. Some few of you have your own special hilltop in the near realms. And you like to go out there just to relax. But lately, when you've gone out there, it's not so relaxing. On your nice little hilltop escape where you would go to, now the wind is blowing. Now the clouds are coming in. And no matter what, you try to move them out. You say, this is my damn reality. When it starts to rain, <laughs> because you are feeling the effects of energy in motion right now. Right now, it's almost like, even though it can be a bright, sunny, new energy feeling kind of day, the clouds can move in. The old energy clouds can, can put a shadow or a darkness on a beautiful new energy day. At least it gives you the perception that it's that way. Now remember, if you expand your energy past the clouds, what is there? Sun. New energy. It's part of the dynamic that we have right now in energy in motion. Everything to you can seem, seem turned upside down, inside out. You're trying to get a handle on yourself and nothing seems to be working. That is natural. That is appropriate. That has to do with your own personal energy and motion right now. It has to do with the internal changes, the mind changes, and the body changes that you're going through. Your body, Shambra, right now is waking up. It's been in its own type of doldrum or its own type of... Um, consciously anesthetized stage where it doesn't even know what to do. 
That is why it hasn't been rejuvenating like how it really truly knows how to. It is awakening right now. It is waking up and realizing that it has its own rejuvenating energy. It knows how to be energy efficient. In your body right now, at this moment that I'm speaking to you, your body is actually calling out. It knows this new energy, biology, which is not physical, it's a consciousness attribute. Your new energy biology, it's almost like a parallel, almost like a counterpart now of your hard physical biology. It's right there, and your physical body knows it. It's calling out to it. It wants to integrate with it. It wants to be together with it. It knows it can heal itself in a whole new way. So your body is calling out, Hello, anyone out there? (laughs) Come in. I know you're there. Come in. Be with me now in this. Here's once again where we hit our stumbling block. It's there. New energy, new consciousness, new inventions, new spirituality, all of this is there. But how do you get it into the final stage, the final melding? How do you get it in? A couple easy steps. A couple easy steps. The first is what Tobias talks about, San's definition going outside of the mind, going beyond. Because the moment you start trying to attach words to it, it disappears again. It is still there. It just goes out of your consciousness realization. The minute you try to form mental thoughts around it, it disappears. It's a very strange hide-and-seek game that it plays. It's not that it wants to, but It knows better than to get caught in your mind, so it won't. It it knows not to go in there, not through the front door anyway. It'll come in in a beautiful way where the mind and your human limitations don't try to suffocate it. It cannot be imprisoned. It cannot be trapped. It can be integrated, but it can't can't be suffocated. So that's why it seems to disappear right when it's close by, right when you feel you're ready for a big breakthrough, when your mind tries to put its net around it, it slips away. By going into what Tobias called the room of no definition, openness and purity, where you can extend yourself your consciousness into the great undefined of yourself, then the two can dance, the two can marry, and the two can coexist together in this now moment. So we're going to go out there. You've been practicing, of course, doing your homework diligently every day (laughs) with Sun's definition. We're going to go out there. Jody, music please, on the flute. 
Oh, oh is right. You should be prepared for this. <laughs> now, I ask for music without having uh, forewarned um, our dear Miss Moderator. Uh, light, uh, light notes. You'll know exactly what to play. I'll be moving your fingers with you. I'll be breathing the, my breath also. So, Chamba, take a deep breath. Now, I'm asking for the music because this music in particular, played today, is sound definition. Open. Very open. Have the music and allow yourself, be bold and allow yourself to go out where there is no need for definition. Keep breathing. I'm going to ask our 12 scientists and Nikola Tesla to join us. Let's go to these outer realms. The mind doesn't have to hold on. Let yourself wander out here. Out here, it's beautiful. Perfect. Keep breathing. See, it's really quite simple. You don't have to stress with it, struggle. Once you really allow yourself to go into your beyond, it's not that difficult. 
you'll find it most rejuvenating and refreshing. Your thoughts, your mind will actually appreciate the break that you give it. It'll understand in no time at all that it doesn't need to control that part of you. It doesn't need to form a word or a thought or an idea around it. You'll find out that there is so much more to you than what you have ever known. It's existed in other realms that you didn't have access to. It's always been there. It's always been just that half a breath away. It seemed like it was millions of light years away. It seemed like you'd never ever meet your divinity. So you created your own false gods. You created what I would call false religions. You worship things like soulmates. You worship things like crystals. You tried everything because you were so desperate and so longing. It seemed like you would never, ever get there. You even created some very strange concepts of what divinity, what God were. Now, as you allow yourself to go into the undefined, your own undefined, your own undefined you, as you learn to let go of the need to put thoughts or structures around any of it, you truly come to know yourself, and in knowing yourself, knowing every answer to every question any of your human aspects have ever asked. It's quite simple. It's quite beautiful. Now, to the next part. So you go into these realms without definition, and here the answers exist. They are potentials. They lie neutral or dormant. Everything here is available. The whole issue is how do you get them back down here? First, you have to be able to go out there. If you never get past the old energy consciousness, you'll never really understand how easily it can be brought back here. So realization is the first step, conscious realization that it exists Conscious realization that it exists perhaps not in a form that you have expected it to exist in, because that in itself is a limitation. It exists out there, but in a simple, naively innocent and simple way. And then you can bring it back here. You say, but what am I bringing back? I have to know what's in those boxes and crates and everything else that I'm bringing back. No, no. Now you've just lost. It is as simple as taking a breath, as simple as the conscious acknowledgement that you are allowing it to come into your safe space. If your energy is not safe, it won't come in. Tobias, and to some extent I have talked to you at great length about your safe space, not one that we create for you, your safe space. This energy is new energy. Your new consciousness is here. It's ready to come in. But if you don't have a safe space, a safe house, 
If you're running around frenzied and crazy and worried and angry and all of these other things, if you are being fed on by the sexual energy virus and therefore feeding off of others, you don't have a safe space. If you don't know how to take a deep conscious breath, you don't have a safe space. If you can't sustain the deep conscious breath, the breath of knowing yourself, and it's also the breath of accepting yourself, you don't have a safe space. And no matter how hard you try to bring this energy back, <coughs> it's not going to be available, not going to want to come in. So it's the realization. It's the breath, it's the safety, safety being acceptance of you and all that is. Then it's ready and it can be brought in very simply. Very simply, it can be brought in as simply as touching one finger to your third eye. Any finger you want, whichever, <laughs> one finger. Now. It's not so special just the finger or your third eye. You're not truly necessarily just activating, but it is the act of, it is the act of realization, I'm ready for it. It is saying you're ready to bring it in here. You're ready to accept it into your life. You're ready, you're ready to know it, to bring it in. Then let it be. Let it unfold, let it expand in your life naturally. Don't try to force it. Don't have all these expectations. It will come in in the most beautiful and simple and easy way. It's that, it's that simple, Shambra. Simple, it's taken us seven years, but it is that simple. <laughs> and we wanted this group of scientists and Tesla to be here today to understand the simplicity of it, to understand that the physics of new energy are absolutely simple and authentic. Old energy is not authentic. Now, I could go into a whole shout about that. New energy is simple and authentic. You can bring it in just that easy. No stress, no expectations, it's just there. Then it starts integrating with you starts integrating with everything that happens within you, easily and simply. Again, please let go of the expectations of what you think it's going to do. Rather, observe and, and be a part of what it is doing. Now, that leads us to the next part of this discussion. You've just brought in your new energy, whatever that happens to be. It is there now. It is in your reality. It's no longer a shadow or no longer a parallel. It is now integrated. Now, Shambra, important. Do something. Do something. If the energy is just sitting there, it's either going to go dormant, go back out of actualization, or it's going to, in some cases, implode on you. New energy is a is energy in motion. Do something in your life. Write a book, start a business, run a marathon, do all of the above, but do something. 
get off of your easy chair. <laughs> if you own a lazy boy, throw it away today is a symbolic gesture of letting go of some of the old fat-assed ways of sitting around doing nothing. Chambra, get off of the easy chair. Do, yes, I did say that. Do something, Chambra. Do anything you choose. Do what makes your heart sing. Play the flute in front of a group. Write a book and put it out to the world. Walk across your country, which you've never done before. Get in an RV and go, go through the snow, whatever, but do something. This is the magnificent and absolutely essential time to put your creative energy into use. Stop complaining about your job, quit it. Stop wondering where the abundance is, bring it in. Stop using your spouse or your mate or your children for your reason for not fulfilling yourself. And it's a cheap reason. It's not very nice either. Do something. I know each one of you has had dreams, aspirations. You, a lot of you have talked real big in the past in front of other people about the great things you're going to do. Now do them. Do them. Move the energy within yourself. That allows the new to meld, mix with all of you. It allows the energy to stay in motion. It allows the efficiency to come in. Do something. Uh, complaining doesn't count. That is not doing something. <laughs> Do something in your life that satisfies you first and fulfills you. You're not doing it for other people. You're not doing it for any other reason than the creative expression in the expansion of energy. Tobias, Katumi, and I are all going to be reinforcing this point over and over again. Do something right now. Anything. Get the energy integrated, moved. If you do, if you allow this energy to come into your reality, You'll notice the joy and the fulfillment. You'll notice how easy it, it works and it flows. And you'll wonder why we didn't tell you to do this before. And then we'll tell you that we did tell you to do this before. <laughs> so Shambhur, get the energy moving. And one last point here. One last point. Your homework as your substitute teacher. Your homework this month is a bit unusual, a bit different. But you'll see the beauty in it. Take yourself to dinner. Just you. Go out, not at home. Go out to a restaurant. Take yourself to dinner. Talk to yourself, maybe not out loud, but <laughs> share. Share this experience of dining with yourself. A, notice, is it comfortable to be with you or not? Yes, have two chairs set there. Yes, absolutely. Take yourself to dinner. You pay, by the way. <laughs> Get to know what it's like to be with yourself. Pretty soon you're going to be singing, just like I do. Nobody does it better. I am Adama St. Germain, and so it is. <laughs> <laughs>